Alex, welcome everybody. Thanks so oh, much for being, joining us on the Do On One podcast. I'm your host, Mike no, Swags. You're you're, 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 yes, you've taken over. He's broken the formula. Oh, Jared, <clears throat> Mike's here. Hi, Mike. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm fantastic. Thanks for coming in and just, just iceberg. I love how. <laughs> For anyone who's not watching the video, you have like the green screen effect for Zoom and you have the Aurora Borealis on. But sometimes when you're taking a drink of your water, the water bottle is like disappearing and it's becoming a part of the Aurora Borealis. It this looks so strange. It looks like it's censored like a dirty. <clears throat> anyway, should be too careful about that voice ad. Never forget. Um, yep. I, I, I got to ask the que- question first before we get into the show. Mm-hmm. How much? Uh... How much does it cost, Mike? What's this episode cost? Oh, the, uh, University of Toronto, as you put it to me yesterday. <laughs> um, one big rule is that financials can't be discussed while it's happening. Okay, can I make a request? Yes. Can we split it between UFT and TMU? I I, I think if honestly, if it's up fair? to you, TMU should take all of it, but. You well, I'm just trying I to be. I'm just trying to be fair. <laughs> yeah, I saw someone. I saw. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't. I can't say her last name. Emma Cuzzle or something. I just saw her today uh, at Rush Hill Station. I had on my TMU sweater. Yeah, and and we just had like a discussion about the name change, as one does as you go to TMU. But anyway, I have a TMU sweater. Well, yeah, well, good. And you you have the pants too, don't you? No, I just have the sweater, and it was a gift. Oh, I would never just, buy it. Really? I would never. I would never buy a TMU sweater. I got it as a birthday gift. Okay, fair enough. Okay, well, actually, who got it that. for you as a birthday? Oh, God, birthday stop. Gift. You what? Who got it for you as a birthday gift? I'm actually curious. My other friend, Alex. Okay. Oh, that better Alex, Alex in my life. Oh, no, okay. the he Alex met Alex at my college. Oh, oh okay. No, okay. You no, fair. I'll, I'll, I'll take second place on that one. Okay. You know what they say, you know. First, the worst, second, the best. Anyway, okay. So, Mike is here, which means either a few things, either to do with the Rangers or more importantly, it is the third annual two on one. It's Alex's last episode, and I'm actually here because it's this great goodbye. Uh, Daniel, by the way, had some stuff come up last minute, so he can't make it. So, uh, but Mike was going to come on anyway because it's a tradition. I'm pretty sure this was your idea, wasn't it? Yeah, it was my way of inviting me onto your show. That's fair enough. And it's worked. Um, yeah. <laughs> like how you jackhammered your way into our lives. Um, anyway, uh, so the 201 podcast offseason tier list is here. Um, I just want to make some things clear before we get going here. Some rules to it. Uh, first off, uh, we will be discussing it as we go. But basically, you know, it, this is an episode I recommend watching the YouTube version, but you don't have to. Uh, so here's how it's going to go. This is us rating and putting into a tier list. Every team's offseason. We're not ranking them on their competitive level. Uh, Tampa and Colorado, for example, we may put them in step back, but they're still playoff contenders. Um, Now, we have a certain, our second highest category is called fabulous, a quote from one of our professors. Um, Basically, all the teams that have great offseasons, we're going to put there. And at the end of the episode, we will vote for our champion of the offseason. Our first ever tier list, Montreal, won it. Damn, and last year it was New Jersey. Uh, Mike, the noted New Jersey hater, the New York City guy, actually had the deciding vote fun enough. Um, we're not going to mention every addition for the for every team. I don't care about Stephen Lawrence going to, I think, San Jose it was. Like, no one cares. Um, of the remaining UFAs, we had to hold off because of the cadre stuff. Um, 
But of the remaining UFAs, I don't think Tyler Pitlick or P.K. Subban are going to affect a team's ranking today. Um, RFAs, the only that difference maker left. That statement is pretty biffy by you. What do you mean? <laughs> the fact that you said that second part of the statement that is pretty shocking. What, that it's not that P.K. is not going to affect the ranking of a team today? Yes. Well, I mean, he's just he's a depth defenseman now. This is how it is. Anyway. Disrespect. Um, and if we if we look at the remaining RFAs, the only difference maker is Jason Robertson, um, but he's not going to get traded. He's going to be part of the Stars, and everyone and their mother has pointed out a long-term deal. It doesn't look like it's going to work there. So we can guess it's probably going to be three years in the AAV, maybe anywhere from 7 to $9 million. Plus, the Stars are the same as they were last year, but we can talk about stuff like Mason Marchman and that when we get to Dallas. Um, yes, so I'm going to get the tier list up here. Um, because we have a fun little thing going on. Uh, I think this is how I do it. So Alex, you can, Alex and Mike, tell me, you can see the tier list, but not the Google stuff I have up, right? Exactly. Okay, perfect. This is going to work. What Google stuff? Exactly. um, Perfect. Like my, (laughs) okay, so uh, you'll see the tier list from highest to lowest. We have the champions of the off season. Fabulous. Dr. Gary Gould, great guy. Uh, Step forward, status quo, step back. And we changed the name of our, our worst category every year. First, it was dumpster fire. Then it was just a disaster. This year, we have the list. Now, for anyone who doesn't know, um, the lads, we play a lot of NHL together. I hate it, um, but we play it. Uh, a lot of verses against each other, too. Um, and I don't like playing the game, and I'm not good at it. And Mike continuously beats me at it. So what I put together is something called the list. The list, for me, is a list of players that have let me down and I have sort of deemed not worthy to play for my team. <laughs> Um, these are the following people on the list. Uh, the Connor McDavid. List. Yeah. Uh, Connor McDavid, uh, Evgeny Malkin, Tyler Sagan, John Tavares, William Nylander, Mitch Marner, Noah Hannafin, <clears throat> Cole Perico, Thomas Shabbat, uh, Muzzin, Truba, McAvoy, Adam Larson, uh, Mike Sullivan and Sheldon Keefe, don't ask, uh, Sarah Fillier, because we play the women's series, uh, Mike Smith, Marc-Andre Fleury, Jordan Bennington, Bennington again, Andre Vasilevsky, Vasilevsky again, Matt Murray, mm-hmm. Jacob Markstrom, UC Saros, um, Andrew Hammond, don't ask. Eric Shalgren, don't ask. Sergey Bobrovsky, and uh, I think I, I, I don't remember, I don't remember if I said uh, Jack Campbell, but yeah, um, a lot of goalies have let me down, and uh, I just wanted to mention. So what I've done today is the list is our ultimate worst category you can be in because it means uh, so much to me. Uh, if anyone's curious, by the way, that is seven defensemen, a lot of goalies, two coaches. Um, if I get six more forwards, I have a full team of the list, and they're basically all all stars. Okay. Gentlemen. Okay, I have a question about this list before we even start. Yes. Just to clear something up. Yes. Okay, so when we're talking about a team like uh, Arizona, Buffalo, Montreal, and we're Mm -hmm. talking about the massive amount of prospects they have, Mm -hmm. are we taking into account their development or we are not taking into account their development? Just off-season stuff. Okay, okay. Stuff okay. like that compared to yeah. like stuff like like so the only draft, team, for example, free agency. You, yes, yes, yeah, exactly. Drafting. Remember, I thought we made a rule of no. Drafting. No, dr- we're not doing drafting. So okay, I have notes for the draft. Because I remember, because for... like we can't, because you can't. I remember we did that before because you can't give. It... Yeah. So I I have made an exception. Oh, sorry, Mike. <clears throat> um, I I've made an exception <clears throat> for two teams. Because I think it's it it helps the offseason for Seattle that Shane Wright fell into their laps. Yeah, I'll give you and, that. And the Canadians sort of having the first overall pick. 
I'm at least going to mention Slavkovsky. I feel like, I, yeah, <laughs> sure. I mean, I, I like right more than Slavkovsky, but we can do that anyway. Um, but, you know, I don't think it's going to be a massive thing. Those are the only two teams that I really had it for. Fair. Anyway, um, we can start with the Anaheim Ducks. How's it looking? John Klingberg and Frank, for Vitr- sorry, uh, John Klingberg. Yeah, he is there. Crap, I forgot. That's weird. Um, as well as Frank Vitrano, Mike's favorite former Ranger. Ryan Strong goes there as well. Um, they were pretty barren towards the end of last year after the trade deadline. They've sort of <clears throat> brought in some guys that are maybe going to get either sent off for draft picks or sort of help shelter younger players. Where have the Ducks gone in this offseason, guys? Um, I'm honestly leaning towards status quo. Like, I didn't think, I, I don't necessarily think they brought in anyone um, of substance. I think there's going to be a lot of, um, a lot of their progress is going to be in their pro in the guys they already have in McTavish, mm-hmm. in Drysdale, and in uh, Trevor Zegras. I, I don't think they like. Uh, yes, they brought in John Klingberg, but also remember the two guys that they lost last year in Josh Manson and in Hampus Lindholm, right? So you had mm-hmm. to make up for that at some point, and I think they were able to do that. And then bringing in Ryan Strom and Frank Vitrano are two guys <laughs> who I think will be who will be helpful for sure in providing depth, but the young guys are the ones to look out for. Okay, Mike, any disagreements with that? No, I agree. I mean... I was going to reference that it's a very similar. If you didn't know, I like the New York Rangers and it's very similar, which we'll get into later in the sense that their off season was more just kind of replacing talent lost. Like <clears throat> Ryan Storm, you bring in because gets a lot of retired, but you bring in for extra, you know, depth scoring because, you know, Milano is no longer there. And then, you know, Klingberg, Kulikov's there, right? Yeah, Kulikov, they're brought in for Lindholm and Manson. It's literally just kind of replace and bank like the stride that they take in their offseason is based on the potential of their young forwards, their young stars, like that, and and Drysdale and whatnot. Like that's that's what it is. So I think status quo is fair. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree with that. It's it's the Ducks are just sort of Listen, we know what ha- Klingberg's getting traded at the deadline. Like, we we know what's going on with the Ducks. I don't really, yeah, I don't think of them any worse or less after their offseason. Uh, so now we go to the Arizona Coyotes. Um, now, Lawson Kraus gets extended. They do lose Phil the Thrill. This is tough. Um, they're going to be bad, but I just don't know if they're worse, especially because Jacob Chickering is still there. However, I feel like it would be wrong to not include the fact that they're not playing in an NHL arena next year. So... I definitely don't I, – I, I'm stuck with the Coyotes because I don't think you can put them higher than status quo, but – No, definitely It's not. the Coyotes, you know what I mean? Like, I was really ready to put them on the list <laughs> <clears throat> because of the fact that, like, I mean, you're playing in a college arena. You're an mm-hmm. embarrassment. Like, you are a literal embarrassment of a franchise. Mm-hmm. But, <clears throat> I mean, you know, but that's the thing. I mean, I was – Outside of the whole arena thing, they've gotten worse as a team. All they've gotten is Zach Cassian and got rid of Phil Kessel. And Patrick and, Namath. Like, and Troy Stetcher. As, come on, come on. And, and they trade for Patrick Namath. So they're pretty much the same team, if not worse. And <clears throat> they're going to end in the bottom. They're going to suck. But I don't know if you want to call that a step forward in the sense that 
they're doing exactly what they want to do. They want to challenge for a high pick. That's how they got Logan Cooley. It's how they are a prime contender for Connor Bedard. Mm-hmm. Or do you say a step back because they're garbage and play in a college arena? It's it's weird because there are there is a team I want to get to where I I refuse to put them anywhere but the list later because there is almost a there is a moral thing there. And last year, remember, we put the Blackhawks and we put the Canadians in the mm-hmm. bottom category because of the Logan Mayu stuff and everything to do with the Blackhawks. But it's like, at the same time, the Coyotes at the bottom of the standings in the lottery every year, and their arena situation is up in the air. Is there anything more status quo than the Coyotes? Because that's what they always are. You yeah, know what I mean? No. It's, I don't think anything is a wrong answer here with the Coyotes, no. but it's just, they're just so inconsistent. They're so consistently crap. Like to, to me, their status quo. But the thing is, is, is the arena. Right. And like, if we're taking that into consideration, I, I got to put them in step back. Like, it's just tough. I got to put them in step back because being in a college arena, being in college facilities, I mean, you're already hockey in Arizona. You're not getting any free agents. You're not attracting anybody. And now you're playing in a college arena for four years or three or four years. Like, it's <clears> not, a, this isn't a yeah. one year thing. I feel like no one's, no, no one ever mentions that, that this is a three to f- whatever mm-hmm. year project mm-hmm. until they can get a new arena. And it's like, Oh my God. Like <laughs> th- that, the, the novelty that people talk about and like, sure. Like if you said, let's go to Arizona and watch a hockey game in Arizona, I'm sure I'd say yes. Because like, when do you have the chance to go watch a game in front, like in a 5,000 steed capacity you when it's walk not across the, the street to a college bar. Right. Yeah. And you can do that. But like, I think that novelty wears off. Yeah. Yeah. When uh, you realize you're watching NHL players. Uh, I'm cool. With, I'm cool with step back. Okay. I'm cool. I'm cool with step back. It's okay. just, it's just, and they're a lot less likable because they don't have Phil Cuttle. It's <laughs> just I, the coyotes. I almost want to make a tier, but at the same time, it's going to slow us down. And like, I don't want to, but I do. So we're just going to step back. It's fine. So okay. Anaheim status quo, Arizona step back. Yep. Now we head to the Boston Bruins. Uh, Bruce Cassidy is gone, but they bring in Jim Montgomery. There, everyone's happy to see him get another chance. Uh, it looks like he sort of sorted out his off-ice issues. Uh, David Krejci is back with Patrice Bergeron. Uh, they do swap Eric Howell for Pavel Zaka, which is a downgrade. But with David Krejci coming back, um, listen, again, this is not competitive level. The Bruins are going to be rough to start the year because of all their injuries. I would like to say that they did take a step forward because – they got David Krejci back. <laughs> like as simple as that, to, to be honest with me. I mean, I mean, I think, I think it helps their lineup so much, at least what? in my opinion. What was the big problem with the Bruins? They needed a center and yeah. they got David Krejci back. They needed a second line center and they got it. Like it's a step forward. <laughs> in, After in needing any... to get him a winger for a decade, they yeah. finally got him one and he went back to the to Czechia because I yeah. think he's Czech. And then, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> They gave him 25 games of Taylor Hall. And then he's like, no. and he's like, this is good, but like, I miss, but you know, COVID sucks. And then, yeah. yeah. Uh, so any objections to the Bruins step forward? I call him step. I call him status quo to tell you the truth. Really? I mean, what? injuries aside, cause you can't blame that on them. Mm-hmm. They, they're still hilariously bad at depth. Like, okay. You have David Krejci, but David Krejci also hasn't played in the NHL for a year. It's going to take him some time to get his NHL wheels back, even though you didn't have wheels to begin with in the NHL. He's just Mm -hmm. really good positionally. Yeah. But I mean, Eric Halla, 
he isn't great. Don't get me wrong. But Pavel Zaka is a downgrade. Pavel Zaka has not reached remotely close to the potential that New Jersey drafted him with. And that's why they cast him away for nothing in the first place. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> like, I mean, say what you want about Bruce Cassidy, but Jim Montgomery, like, I don't know. I, I, I think honestly, they're in the same boat minus the fact that they're in, uh, they're in way over their head with injury trouble, but that's, you know, that's not something you can blame them for. I'd say status quo, really like, sure. You address your, 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 your second line center, but I honestly aim to believe that David Krejci is not going to have a good year. Alex, <clears throat> you have a deciding vote here. Where are you going to go? Like I, I am, I'm not going to lie. Like I'm leaning more towards step forward, like for more than that, like more than just David Krejci. I think, I mean, they kept Hampus Lindholm and I think, I feel like they've been looking for That's someone fun, to yeah. play. Yep. to play next to Charlie McAvoy since mm-hmm. uh who was it Chara he played with right since Chara so. since Chara yeah, since Chara left and they finally were able to get that and I think that was such a big in my opinion that was a big hole for them and they filled it with a guy who I very much value all right so respectable uh, so, Mike, unfortunately, you have been outvoted. This is uh, you've been voted off. I'm not off the island, but the Bruins a step forward. Uh, I can't believe a call full of Rangers, Habs and Leafs fans have just complimented the Bruins. <laughs> um, now we go to the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, so Tate Thompson does get his extension. Um, now, Colin Miller will butcher our out and coming in are uh, Eric Comrie. Uh, because who is playing in net in Buffalo uh, and Ilya Labushkin. I mean, I have there to me, Buffalo are so status quo. I mean, it's fine, but like that they didn't do anything ground shaking to me. Well, I think they knew that they're in that division. It's like, you know, your changes are going to come. Your changes are going to come with drafting and developing. Your changes aren't going to be made tangible by making out, going out there and making big signings because you're just not primed and ready for that. So Mm -hmm. I think status quo. Whoa. <laughs> and they've tried that ahead. before. No, I was just saying they tried <clears throat> that before with yeah. the excitings and, and that they got Jeff really Skinner. <laughs> and if we can yes. go back, we can go back further. They made some not great ones back then too. Yeah, Christian Erhoff, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Was that them? Was they were they the ones who gave Erhoff yeah. that? Mm. Okay, so yeah. status quo Buffalo. But you're on your way. Congratulations. Uh, okay, the Calgary Flames. Out go Johnny Goudreau and uh, and Matthew Kachuk. In come Jonathan Huberto, who gets his extension. Mackenzie Weger, Nazem Kadri, and on the PTO today, Sonny Milano. I, I think it's very difficult to not put them in fabulous and not put them in the position where they are right now, the pole position to be champions of the offseason. I mean, the work that Brad Living has done. I mean, if he went into Dragon's Den back in the day and he presented that plan to his father, he'd be getting his deal no matter what he wanted. Investment equity would be great right now. I am I, I am very confident in wanting to put the Flames into Fabulous. Any objections? I, no, not at all. Like, I think, I think people look, when they look at what happened in Calgary, I think sometimes they forget the added bonus of Mackenzie Weger. I mm-hmm. think, yes, we always talk about Okay, you took out Huberdo. I'm sorry, you took out uh, Goudreau and Kachuk, and you put in 
Kadri and Huberto. And yeah, okay, maybe that that's what we would consider status quo. But then you added Mackenzie Uyghur to that. And that's automatically them a step forward. But I just think you you have to just look at what they did and the what they can do next year. Add, then adding Sonny Milano too, like mm. that's going to be a very interesting team. I think I think that fight for first place in the in the Pacific's going to be quite interesting. Yeah, I, well, that part I don't even think is going to come close. But I think with Calgary, yeah, I. I'm already putting them in fabulous. I can put them in pole position. I mean, look, I think Florida overpaid a lot <laughs> for Kachuk. I'll say, it. I get he's way younger, but the fact that they immediately extend Huberto and then can most likely, did they already extend Uyghur? I forgot. Not but they're working, on, they're working, working on, on that. It. They're really working on that. Yeah. Not to mention, sneaky thing is that, you know, they unloaded Erica Branson finally. They no longer – so there you go. S- slot that in with how much money they can save. Um, <clears throat> uh, what should I call it? And, you know, sure, they lose Cali Yarncroc for depth, but, you know, Kevin Rooney, man, don't don't sleep on rooms. But, yeah, I just – I think you couldn't have – you couldn't put them – you can't not put them where they are given the fact that at one – like they would have been on the list immediately had they not overcome – what they did had mm-hmm. Brad tree living, not turned water into wine here. Like that it's, 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 it's insane. The fact that he, he pulled this off without a shred of leverage. So exactly. yes, well, I have them up there. Fair enough. Uh, the Carolina hurricanes have had a lot of bodies moving around this off season. Tony D'Angelo was gone. Nino, neither rider, uh, Vincent Trocek, Ian Cole, Ian Cole. You think I'd forget about Ian Cole? no, but coming in and basically for scraps altogether, they add Paul Stastny, Max Pacioretty, Brent Burns, Dylan Coughlin, Andre Kasha. Um, I really like the Canes. I really do. Now, listen, it doesn't help that, you know, all of a sudden, oh, hey, Pacioretty's like gone for most of the regular season. I don't quite know if I want to put them in fabulous, but I think they've definitely taken a step forward, which is always insane to see the Canes getting a step better. Well, it's, it's what was the, I feel like every year we talk about the Canes or it's been like this for the last few years where it's the issue is they can't score or they've had, they can score, but they have trouble scoring. They don't have the depth scoring. And I think if you look at some of the pieces, they especially added up front and even in one guy in particular in the back, I think they got that. Andre Kasha, if again, if healthy, can score 20 goals. Max Pacioretty can score in the regular season. We all know that. I mean, yeah. Adam, uh, yeah, yeah. I got to throw that one out there. Uh, and then you have a guy like Brent Burns on there, <clears throat> who you can either put next to Jacob Slavin or, I mean, if you want, get nuts, put him next to uh, Brett Pesci, and we're just having a, a an absolute ball back there. Um, so I, I think they address their biggest the, the biggest problem they've had over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. I'm keeping them at status quo. Really? Yeah. I mean, look, sure. They acquire uh, Paul Stastny and Max Pacioretty, but that was used in the fact that again, they're replacing. You need it's lost by Vinny Trocek. Um, Brent Burns, He's honestly a taller 
I can't even say more defensively sound. Sure, he might put up a little, a few more points, but he's just a like a, a bigger Tony D'Angelo, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, adding Kasha, that helps, I guess, especially when it comes to the loss of Nino Niederreiter. But, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to have, like, this is a team that, for starters, is going to rely, for example, on Jesperi Kokenyemi to take a step to make up for the fact that they lost a guy like Max Domi and Nita Ryder. And Ooh. Ooh. I, come on, <laughs> don't do that. I, I'm, I'm, I mean it, man. I, I just like, it helps a lot that they get, you know, like sure. Pacioretty is great and all, but you know that he is one of the most oft injured players in the NHL. And that's exactly what happened. And, you know, I mean, you can't blame them for the injury. I get that, but, it's again, like he's brought in because of the fact that you lose Trocek and it just really, it seems to me like it's, it's not that different. He's like, well, he's brought in because <clears throat> you can get him for pennies on the dollar, like literally. Yeah, okay. I understand the dollar the and you're the only itself, team with salary. The actual catch, move basically. itself was a, was a genius idea. Don't get me wrong. They did phenomenally well in the trade, but as a team going into this year, I would still say they're still the number one team in the Metro yeah. by configuring things around, not by actually propelling forward. I mean, they I, still I, have, I, that's where they I still have, they still have completely shaky goaltending. Uh, <clears throat> okay, fine. Fair. Like yeah, I, they have I, shaky it, goaltending. Isn't you still, you could have, you have honestly, shaky. You you worked, have, okay. No, you could have worked on getting a, I, 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 I don't have any names for it. You could have gotten a better goalie than anti Ranta because anti Ranta is a good goalie, but he's a pain of class. Yeah, and that would have, it would have been good. Okay. Yeah. Freddie. Okay. But then what happened in the playoffs? Freddie went down and Ranta went down. Like it would play to have somebody that isn't a pane of glass as a backup goalie. Don't get me wrong. He's good. He was, he was a ranger. He's good as a ranger, but you know, this, this may be my Metro rivalry there. I'm still giving them the respect that they deserve. They're still the number one team in the Metro. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's like necessarily a massive jump. No, but I, I, I just, I look at the team they had last year and then I look at the team they have this year. Fine. They're not fabulous, but I, I, to me, they're, they're a step forward. Like, I just, I, I can't, I don't, I don't think there's, I don't think they're the same team as they were last year. I think they're a better team who can score more to me. Okay, fair enough. And I, that's what, that's what their issue has been. <coughs> yeah, they have a shaky <clears throat> goaltending, but mm-hmm. that was their issue last year. The one thing that puts Carolina in, in step forward two for me, and sorry to disagree with you again here, Mike, <laughs> is uh, I think you, you both are forgetting the addition of, of Mr. Dylan Coglin. I think he's the most underrated piece they've added. And you know, I, I just think added to that defense, it's just another little sweet little nugget. So sure, um, sure. just put them in stuff forward. And yeah, they weren't sensational, but I like what they did regardless. Um, now we get to move on to uh, it's list, be fun to talk about list, this team. The list, the list, the list, the list, the list. Uh, the list. Yeah, Chicago Blackhawks. The they deep bottom in, of the list. They, they do bring in Luke Richardson as head coach. Happy for him. In Max Domi. Heather Morazic, Colin Blackwell, out. Kevin Lakenen, Kirby Doc, Dominic Kubelik, Dylan Strom, Alex DeBrincat, um, and maybe Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves. I, I, yeah, I'm gonna put them in in the list so quickly here. They are just, they just look awful. And let us not forget, during last regular season, and I have not forgotten about this. They had an owner who basically oh. went out in their town hall and said, "We're not talking about 
Ah. We're not talking about uh, Kyle Beach anymore and Kyle Davidson being all messy and leaking I mean, box at the trade deadline. I I just uh, listen. I like the move for them to go get Frank Nazar uh, at the draft, but it's still not en- enough for me. I think they're in the list, and I'm going to quickly let Carrie out because she's being nippy. Yeah, I mean, I can't. I think the biggest thing. Go ahead. Sorry. Okay. I think the biggest thing is that. <clears throat> Like, I get what they're doing. They're tearing it all down so that they can get Connor Bedard yeah. or a high draft pick and actually start a rebuild because Lord knows they tried starting a rebuild a couple of years ago and then they're like, anyways, you're going to get Seth Jones but <clears throat> or a year ago. But the thing is that, you know, I understand because the Coyotes have been doing that same strategy for years. That's why they suck. But they got nothing for it. Like they tore everything down, but got nothing for it. I mean, they traded Alex DeBrincat for pennies on the dollar. But you did didn't they? Even uh, wait, wait, wait. Single uh, one. Uh, they I, didn't I, get a single one of the pro of Ottawa's covered of prospects for Alex DeBrincat. But they got seventh overall. Like I know it's first round pick, but they got seventh overall. That's that's what like that's my issue with that. Like, eh, listen, they're in the list. I'm not even going to argue that. But like, I I don't I just that with that trade in particular, I think they got fair value. I don't think they I don't think they screwed anybody. And I think they definitely could have screwed a lot (laughs) of other teams. But I don't I don't agree with that. They got pennies on the dollar for Alex to when they got seventh overall. Now, if they picked a prospect that doesn't work out, that's Chicago's problem. But they got seventh overall for Alex to bring at. You know what they should have gotten instead of seventh overall? Ridley Greig. <laughs> like the savior, according to Sen's Twitter. I, I, honestly, the thing look, 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 I didn't really I didn't really follow too much of the draft this year because I was busy. They, you know, that's that's whatever it, it turns out with Kevin Kurchinski. But I still think they should have been able to get a decent prospect for a guy like Alex to bring at. And even Aside from that, because we can agree to disagree. Yep. You mean to tell me that you're just going to get a late first round? Because that late first round does not matter at all. And you mean to tell me that that late first round pick swap is all you could squeeze out of Toronto to get to take on Peter Mrazek? Like, no, I don't. No. I mean, they belong on the list, obviously, but like, that's a big reason right there. That's what I mean. They're not getting any value for just tanking. Like, Right. They could have gotten a pretty good penny. I think they honestly could have gotten a pretty darn good penny for Patrick Kane this summer. And if I was if I was the Blackhawks, I honestly would have traded him. And that honestly probably could have helped them just go to a step back as opposed to the list. But they didn't. And, you know. Oh, wait, sorry. Not to mention that. OK, you're that bad. But and I get you're embracing the rebuild. But you're not even gonna, like you're not even going to send a qualifying offer to Kubelik or Strom. Like yes, oh my god, I completely forgot. Not about even that. you're not even gonna extend a qualifying offer to those guys. Like okay, sure, you add Andres Athens to you and Max Domi, but you don't even send a qualifying offer to those guys. Andres like, Athens to you. <laughs> Either the worst part is I know uh, they were trying to trade Dylan Stroman and Clay didn't get the value, but you know if you had <laughs> simply maybe given him a chance under Luke Richardson, he could have <clears throat> tried to rebuild his value, and mm-hmm. then. You- like Kubali just walked for nothing to Detroit. Wait a minute. Remind me. Um, P.S. Suter, wasn't he in Chicago too? Yes, yes. So he was, and now he's a red wing. Off season, Chicago just let this quality, nice little player, Kubali, going to be good on the power play. 
just walk over the Detroit. I yeah. hate that. I hate that so much. I mean, like, it's just, I don't understand what they're expecting. And, you know, you just completely just ruined your rookie coach's first year behind the bench. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, I'm giving them list, no doubt about it. Okay. Uh, the Colorado <clears throat> Avalanche, a few changes here. Well, first off, it seems like a Nathan McKinnon extension is, is incoming. Uh, Joe Sackett gets a promotion, and now it uh, uh, clears the way for Chris McFarland to be the new GM. Lekin and Nakushkin gets ex- uh, get extensions each. Um, Alexander Georgiev comes in to replace Darcy Kemper and Net. On top of this, Nazem Kadri is now gone. Andre Burakovsky is now gone. I, I really want to put them step back, and I don't think enough people are talking about that. Oh no, no! Yeah, yeah, they're I, step back. I don't. I'm not even respectfully. <coughs> respectfully, of course. Like I mean, yes, this of is, course. They're, uh, they're, they're still win the division they're, properly, they're, but, they're still Stanley Cup contenders. Like that's uh, listen. Like I'm not. I'm not debate. I will never debate that right now. But they're they've definitely taken a step back from from last year and the guys that they've lost. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like you lose Darcy. Like it. it it's not their fault that they're subject to the cup tax. So there you go. You lose Darcy Kemper and you lose Andre Burakovsky and you replace him with Evan Rodriguez. And <clears throat> I mean, you know, there were some good signings, Lekinen, Cogliano. Uh, I, I'm actually shocked that they managed to extend Manson. So that's pretty good for them. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the biggest thing is that, you know, despite how shaky he was and despite the fact that he was playing with one eye, Darcy Kemper is a starting goalie. And the gamble now is that, you know, we're in this day and age where um, teams got to get creative because there's only a handful of teams that actually have a bona fide starter in this league anymore. And it's going to be an interesting experiment. You know, Georgiev, a, you know, that's the thing. Sure. Trading for him wasn't that expensive, but the thing is, he's shaky. You know, I took. I think they definitely take a step back in goaltending because, yeah, Francouz. Now you got to see if he can handle <clears throat> at least twice what his normal workload was. Mm-hmm. And Georgiev, not to mention that people often forget this guy sucked to start the year with the Rangers. He absolutely stunk so bad that he didn't even have any value to trade at the trade deadline. And then after the trade deadline, he miraculously woke up and had like a 45 50 safe shutout against Carolina. And then I actually played well, but you know, that's what they're gambling on. I definitely take, think they take a step back again. That's no disrespect to them because again, it's the team with uh, Joe Sackick at the helm leading guys like McKinnon, Landis, Cog, Ranton and McCarr. They took a step back respectfully. Yeah, you could you could put an asterisk next to them. Respectfully, step back. Step back. And, yeah, and, and still have Nathan McKinnon and Kale McCarr. <clears throat> it's like ah, you think you're going to be <clears throat> fine? Putting them next to Arizona just looks weird. Um, the Columbus Blue Jackets cap casualty is Oliver Bjorkstrand, <laughs> but that sort of helps them get uh, Johnny Goudreau as long as well as an extension to Patrick Line. Um, and Erica Branson too. Yeah, and big big boy. I put them step forward. They needed superstar talent, and they got a pretty good one, Johnny Goudreau. Well, regular season talent, of course. I don't think that they're going to make the playoffs, but I think they took a step. I am kind of in between fabulous and step forward. Okay. 
because of the fact that look, the biggest problem is that they could not get they couldn't get anybody to commit. They couldn't get anybody to commit to Columbus. They couldn't get Seth Jones to commit. Okay, yes, they got Wierenski. That yeah, was but they had first, to overpay him. Yeah, they had to overpay him. They so they couldn't Wierenski. Lord knows Shane Panarin and Bobrovsky on one year. Nobody wants to go and stay and play in Columbus, and no free agents or attractive free agents are signing there until now. And one thing that players do is talk, and they hang out, and they chill, and then they become teammates. And the fact that Johnny Gaudreau, who had more money and more years on the table with Colorado, with Calgary, and <clears throat> had um, – all the incentive in the world to go to a team like New Jersey or something chose Columbus. To me, that just speaks on how much, like, I think it's unsung about the culture change in the fact that they do that. And then they extend Patty line a, and that they get rid of Tortorella because I think his voice is worn out in that room. I think it's phenomenal. I mean, grant granted, yes, they made an interesting defense signing there, but, I don't think it can be overlooked how much the impact is that now they can you can finally get a star forward like you finally actually lure a star forward over and I think that makes a enormous difference. I don't like again I'm on the fence between fabulous and step forward, but I think they have had one of the most unsung not unsung but definitely one of the biggest victories in the offseason because of that. Alex, oh, Mike, Mike's convinced me there. I, I put them in fabulous. I think you look at Johnny Goudreau, obviously bringing him in. You're talking about a guy who, who had a hundred plus point season last year. Yes. Okay. We can talk about his, we can talk about his playoff discrepancies and I'm sure next time Will's on, we will have those discussions, yep. but I think what, what they've been keeping Patrick line, which was probably their biggest question before they signed, uh, Johnny Goudreau, I think they're solid in net, especially in Elvis Merzlikens. Like we're talking, we were talking about guys, uh, teams with players who can be a starter. I think he's one of them. Um, I just think overall around there, they, they've improved. Yeah. We can talk about Eric Branson, but again, if he's playing bottom pairing minutes, it's all, yes, it's quite a bit of money, but sometimes you got to make that sacrifice a little bit. And one last thing I think too, is that it just, it shows that, they continue to 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 keep uh, like I'm going to continue to give their their um their front office uh an A plus grade for their philosophy and ideology in the sense that they're committed to what they're doing. They have lost so many players and they have lost so much talent that does not want to stay there, and yet they're sticking the course. And it's it, it you know it's it shows that. They're committed to their players. They're committed to their system because they know that it's not necessarily the hottest market, but they're like, you know what? We can make that work. And because of that, I think they will contend in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Some would say they have a plus vision. And yeah. Here we go. There you go. <laughs> uh, the Dallas stars. Good Lord. Oh boy. Uh, shout out to the one year extension for Jim. No, uh, Pete DeBoer is a new <clears throat> coach. Oh, boy. Uh, Mason Marchment comes in to try and help replace John Klingberg. It's Colin Miller and the project that is Will Butcher. I, I, I hate the stars. I hate them so much. 
I, I don't think they got worse, but they didn't. They didn't get better. <clears throat> I them so status quo. feels like we always have Dallas and status quo. They're just one of those franchises. I don't. Can I ask it? Can I ask a question? Sure. Are the Dallas Stars what we've been describing the Minnesota Wild for as for the last few years? Boring. Like, and like pre, yeah. Pre Kaprizov. Pre Kaprizov. Yeah. Pre Bill Guerin. They're yep. the pre Bill Guerin Minnesota Wilds. Yep. <laughs> yep. But okay. Any objections to to status so, quo? No, I think it's it's fair. I mean, the, I'm skeptical when it comes to Mason Marchment because. Mm-hmm. You know, Mason Marchment was really good in a small sample size. Um, you know, the offset of John Klingberg filling with Colin Miller and Will Butcher, I'm not sure about that. But you know what? They shedded cap space this summer. They're figuring things out. I'm keeping them in status quo. Okay, good, good. Uh, I'm happy we don't have to spend too much time on the Dallas Stars. <laughs> Uh, Detroit bringing the new head coach of Gerard. I mean, Tarek Lalonde. Sorry. Uh, hey, Danny. Um, and they bring in a few guys in the offseason. Uh, Vili Husso, um, David Perron, Andrew Kopp, uh, Kubelik, and Ben, ben Sherratt. And, and analytics coach. darling Mark Pizik. Oh, and, yeah, and Mark Pizik. I don't want to put them in fabulous because Ben Sherratt. Um, but I definitely think this, the wings have taken a big step forward. I'm putting them fabulous all the way. I think what they've is done is phenomenal. Of, is it because of Andrew Cobb? No, it's not because of Andrew Cobb, even though that's massive. But look at what they've done. They've gone slow and steady the last few years after you know making yeah. it known that we're going to go through this rebuild. They sure. finally got rid of Blasio, who is just a, a nightmare. And they like David Perron and Andrew Cobb are top six talents. And not to mention that we again we live in a, in a, in a, in a game where you need to have a good goalie tandem. Yeah. They have really shored that up with Willie Husso. And, uh, you know, Ben Sherrod's Ben Sherrod. Sure, you know, his, his, his value is going to just keep dragging down and down. For the foreseeable future, it's not going to be that awful. He can't be as bad as he was with Montreal. And Mark Pizik, analytics darling, I always say that. I think honestly, like, and and I keep forgetting that they added Dominic Kubelik. I think this was just such a massive like step in how you know their rebuild has been going well. Everybody has kept saying the same thing: "Oh, you know, the Red Wings suck, but they're gonna they're just getting better and better and better." This was their impact. This was like their statement year. That's like, okay, now we're taking a next step, and I think they nailed it. So. I'm, they, I'm giving them fabulous because they had a bajillion dollars in cap space. Exactly, <laughs> literally, and they you, used it. You have, and they still have the money. <laughs> Sorry, say, say that, Adam. What do you, you have say? The deciding vote. Uh, what did? Oh man, because they got better. I think we can. They all agree. did. No, no, yeah, yeah. Like it's between <clears> step <throat> forward or, uh, or or fabulous. Like <sighs> I'm gonna put them. S- Oh, wait, sorry. That's One thing, why, too, is that I completely forgot is that Derek Lalonde, like, I keep, I keep, I was trying to think. I was like, wait, who did they actually get over Jeff Blasio? Derek Lalonde, who's a Stanley Cup winning assistant coach. That's massive. That's massive. Not to mention that they have veteran talent in that team. Like, it's just no doubt in my mind that they're, fab- they're fabulous. Okay. <laughs> Alex is really putting thought into this. 
Looks like what's that famous? I think it's like a famous sculpture of a guy thinking. I don't know. <clears throat> says. Oh yeah, the uh, the thinker. Yeah, the deep thinker. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with status quo. What? Oh, uh, not status quo. Sorry, fabulous, fabulous. I was okay, looking. I was, I was staring. Like, no, 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 I'm staring. No, sir. I'm. I'm staring dead at status quo, and I'm like, status quo. No, fabulous. I've been Sorry. outvoted. I I cannot. God, I I I I have made my feelings about Benjamin Sherratt so clear, and I'll I'll just keep going. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. Okay, uh, I'm putting the Oilers on the on the on the list. Uh, now, here's let's just talk about this for a second. Oh, um, oh, that part. <laughs> when we get to Jacob Tannen, uh, <clears throat> they do upgrade in, in in goal. Mike Smith and Nico Koskin. They're that was both a low gone. bar. Yeah, um, Matthias Yanmar comes in as well. Jack Campbell comes in. Stuart Skinner will be his partner in net. Um, but now let's just put it like this. Um, so Jake Vertanen has gotten a PTO. For anyone who doesn't know, he was charged uh, for one count of sexual assault. Assault. Uh, a jury found him not guilty. Um, whatever you say about that, I, I just found this tweet. If we can just look at the hockey side for a second here, that really gets to me here. This is from Scott Wheeler. When you sign the KHL's 167th leading scorer, you just got to do it. That's all I have to say. Um, I, I, I was going to put them around status quo or step forward, but um, I can't morally do that. I don't, I, I can't. I just, I don't get it. He's not even like, good. The side, yeah, it's like ignoring everything off the ice. He's not good. Like, okay, let's take a look at their forward core. Who, like, is he replacing? Like, okay, fine. Jesse Pugliarvi, because all of, all of Edmonton media oh want my, him gone. Did you see the Spectre tweet? Of course I did. Um, oh, my God. I just, you- I don't get it. Am I, like. <laughs> is he your new Zach Cassian? Is that power forward, even though he doesn't play like one? Can Lux fans scream about the guy? Like, I, I just, I, I, I can't do it. And, th- and this isn't part of it. McDavid's response to the Hockey Canada stuff, I just look at the Oilers and I'm just thinking, you're just gross. And not in like the good way. Like, you just make me sick right now. That's how I feel with the Oilers. I just, I'm so sick of them. Like, other than what they've done in net, I, not entirely sure what their off season was. I'm going to give them the list. And mostly because like I'm, I'm staying away from that whole thing with Jake Vertanen. It's more so the fact that he sucks. He sucks. And the yeah. optics of signing him when he sucks is just like, what are you doing? What do you expect? Or I mean, PTO. Sure. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Say that again. Um, sorry, sorry, again, sorry. You cut out. You cut. No, no. You cut out. You cut out. You cut out. You cut out. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Save from the, uh, the list from the beginning. Uh, oh, no. okay. I'm kidding. I'm staying away from the whole thing with with Vertan and I get it, but it's more so. It's just the. Oh shit. No, no. Start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But start your oh, list from the beginning. Start your list from the beginning. Got uh, so I, I got the I got the Vertan. I no no we got the Vertan and stuff. It was when you said I'm gonna give you the list and then you started. Oh what list? Okay, okay. I don't what? know. I don't Vertanen, know said. Terrible, terrible yeah. signing. 
optics no just because he sucks. You know, they had a nice extension to Kane, mm-hmm. which should help. But, you know, it's Jack Campbell. He's a mental midget. He I sucks. Can, I don't know if we can say that. I just did because he 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 can win you three games in a row and do excellent, and then he'll have one bad game and he'll be so in his head that he just like sucks for like ten games after that. But I don't think that's it's what happened. I don't think that's what happened in Toronto. Wait 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 no 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 no. I will explain what happened. That's not what happened in Toronto. Well, because I I know for a fact you watch absolutely zero games. Now on this podcast, I have said on multiple occasions and Adam can back me up on that. Jack Campbell is massively overrated by this fan base. He is, he is no more than a good goaltender. He is not a great goaltender. He is nothing beyond that. He's a good goaltender, respectfully good goaltender. Okay. He had a good month in November and was, and then in December COVID injured, played through an injury was out for what a month and a half and then came back and was, good again it wasn't like okay we could talk about them again once again surprise surprise documentaries skewing massive perceptions but like watch formula one like massive perception skewed of multiple characters but I, I don't think that had i don't think the mental side of it really had much to do i think his comments that he made after games were massively blown out of proportion as is everything that comes out of this damn city but I don't think it, the the mental stuff had anything to do with his performance in Toronto. I think you, there's legitimate reasons. Again, they got better in goal. Edmonton got better in goal. Okay, yeah, because the bar was so because the bar low. was so low. <clears throat> do I think again? Do you, do you trust Jack Hamill to play 50 games, and do you trust Stuart Skinner to play 32? But I don't think the mental stuff has much to do with. I think that was massively blown out of proportion in this city. To be like no, to be no. frank, let's be. I agree. Markham is blowing it over the waters. Home of Jordan I, Bennington. Oh, no, it's Richmond I, Hill, isn't it? Never mind. Yeah, don't put it's that. Same disres- don't put that disrespect on Markham like that. That's that. that. I also think we have Stephen Stamkos. Okay, that's true. He's all, just. I just. I think he's still going to face the same workload because it's still a team that are that honestly has like he's going back to a team that has Cody CC on D for Christ's sake. That. that Shows you that they're not a good team on D. I just I think he's going to get peppered. Sure, McDavid and Drysdale can score a zillion goals because they're nasty, but I, I think because of that, honestly, their goaltending sure it's an upgrade, but it's really not going to make that much of a difference in the long run. And <clears throat> they signed Jake for Tannen, which is just stupid. So, Joe, yeah, they I, I will point out list. we are about a third way through the league, and we have been going for good lord fifty minutes. So. <laughs> We might. So we're going. We might want. To, <clears throat> I'm not saying we rush things now, but I am saying maybe we. Um, but uh, we can all see the Oilers are on the list, right? Like sure. they are. This is, by the way, the second straight year the Blackhawks have been at the bottom tier. <laughs> um, okay, the Florida Panthers hire Paul Maurice. Um, Kachuk is in. So was Chris Tierney, who I didn't realize. Uh, Colin White out goes Marchment. Some depth guys: Weger and Hubert. And I will remind everyone because it's my obligation, they do not own their first round pick for 
you know, probably for the rest of King Charles's reign. Um, <laughs> and uh, and uh, this year belongs to Montreal. Um, so I, I um, respectfully, I have them in a step back. I don't think you can, again, the Panthers look at the constructing <coughs> as a long-term move. Um, but I think for this off season alone, I, I, I think they've simply taken a step back. It, this isn't the thing of it's respectful, not to the level of the abs because the abs are the champs, but more than the coyotes. The eyes I'm, not, I'm not giving, I'm not giving the Panthers any respect because you guys were embarrassing in the second round. You get no respect bomber. If you're listening to this, <laughs> no respect. I don't care. You guys went out four games to the lightning after it was supposed to be a rematch of one of the bloodiest season, bloodiest series the year before. No, I will give them a respectfully. Yes. You're still a good team on paper. Um, asterisks, but I will not give them respect. You guys lost so poorly, but yes, they did take a step back. I mean, I get it because, you know, I get you're exactly right that Kachuk is an investment for the future. But, I mean, you know, you're praying that Colin White, Mark Stahl, and Nick Cousins are going to help you. And Eric. And, Eric signed a PTO, don't forget. And you lost Jumbo Joe Thornton, so. Yeah. The, the, the funniest thing, I think, to me with the Winnipeg Jets is they bring in Paul Maurice, and they yeah. don't get better defensively. <laughs> They the Florida Panthers? Yeah. They, what did I say? You said Winnipeg Jets. And I was going to well, say, I can't stand Paul Maurice. He's no, not Florida good. Panthers. Like, they, sorry, the Florida Panthers brought in Paul Maurice and didn't get better defensively. In fact, they got they traded away one of their better defensemen. Huh? So step back? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not yes. the list. Like, uh, it's hard to put them on the list. They're, they're step back. They lost Ben Sherrod. I've gone coast to coast with Ben Sherrod. That's pretty suck. That sucks. All right. Okay. Uh, if you're listening to this, you know, a podcast I care about greatly, I would be going and playing Pokemon right now after that remark. The LA Kings. Um, Kevin Fiala comes in. Yeah, they lose uh, Mata, Athmacy, Stetcher, but they're going to have younger players sort of filling those roles. You look at some of the young D they've just extended recently. Uh, they're going to take bigger roles. Um, with Fiala, I, I'm confident in saying the Kings are taking a step forward, but I think a lot of that is more internal, but mm-hmm. Fiala enough for me is a step forward because I feel like they needed another big gun on the wing. Um, I also hate the wild now. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you said it again, it's the same kind of like if they didn't get Fiala, they'd be status quo all the way. But the thing is they needed a guy like, like Kevin Fiala. And yeah, I think, that alone, that signing alone, that's they, the fact that they spent that kind of <clears throat> that kind of dough to 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 trade and then sign him. I think you know that's just another step forward in their rebuild. They're not contenders yet, even though they did make the playoffs. But you know, it is enough for a step forward. Um, I, I would like to point out that this is the last year of Dion Phaneuf's buyout. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to put that out. <laughs> put that out in the world. The next year they're champions. <laughs> where, yeah. uh, where do you where do you put them, Alex? Uh, I I put them step forward as well. Okay, very good. Uh, go on the Kings. Uh, except Bergevin sucks, and how dare you take Jack Hughes in the draft? You bastards! Uh, wow, Mike just disappeared into the Borealis for a second there. That was spooky, Invisible <laughs> Man style. Uh the Minnesota Wild. Um, they resigned. Why do you Mark hate Andrew. them? 
I had so much faith in the playoffs and they let me down. So I'm sick of them. Oh, also, he doesn't like Marc Andre Fleury. So no, 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 no. Hold on. Hold on a minute. Hold <laughs> on. Hold on a minute. Come on. I Come on. Like him as a person. Yeah, yeah. I, However, I, I the hockey player. I think it was a mistake to start him against the Blues, and I maintain that to this day. Um, so basically, Philip Gustafson is replacing Cam Talbot as Mark Andre Fleury's partner. They lose Kevin Fiala again. They're relying a lot on cheap guys they signed in the offseason and young players like Boldy, Ross, and that. Um, I have them. I just I think they took a step back. They got weaker in goal. They lost one of their key offensive contributors. Um, there maybe is a bit of disdain here for the Wild. Um, I'm just really mad at them. Really <coughs> mad at the Wild. I think yeah. they re-signed John Merrill. Why? Why? For three years. John Merrill. <laughs> For three years. Uh, yeah, no, I'd, I'd go with uh, Step Back too. I just don't. I feel like I'm missing something <laughs> with the Minnesota Wild. Um, but I, they are what they are at the moment. I, I don't think they're anything more than a, anything less or more than a step back. Which feels like the old Minnesota Wild, except they have one really fun player. Right. Mike, any disagreements? I or? think, I think, <clears throat> no, I think, you know, adding Sam Steele is a good depth signing. And that's about it. You're right. Like, Kevin Fiala is gone. Cam Talbot is gone. And yeah, they took a step back. <laughs> All right. Perfect. It's that easy. Um, yeah. Yeah, step back. There you go, Minnesota. Although, again, I'm pretty impressed that they managed to pick up Sam Steele. That's pretty good. Despite yeah. the fact that he may be implicated in a certain scandal. I mean, the fact that they got him for pennies on the dollar is pretty. Um, the Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> Um, so Alexander <clears throat> and uh, Jeff Petrie are gone. So is Shea Weber's contract. Uh, income Kirby Doc, Evgeny Dodonov, guess who? Mike Madison, uh, Sean Monahan, and of course the first overall pick, Yuri Slavkovsky. Um, I <clears throat> I think they took a step forward because status quo for me. Sorry, status quo for me. But go ahead. Hey, I, I don't <clears throat> mind the debate. I mean, like, are they going to be better than last? Yeah, by virtue of the fact they're not going to be stuck with Dom Ducharme <laughs> for half the year. I mean, that that enough. Um, it's just, you know, I like the offseason. It's just, again, I don't think they were fabulous as they were when we first started this this tier list, but I think they have come a long way from the dumpster that they were last offseason. Again, yeah. I'm up for the debate. <clears throat> like... I, I want to put them step forward. Like I, I like the, the two guys the up front that they brought in other than Slavkovsky. I'm talking more about Evgeny Dodonov and Kirby doc. I just think a guy in Dodonov, that's the guy you're probably going to trade come the deadline to a team the that yummy he, second rounder to the team, to a team that he actually wants to go to this time. Um, and then Kirby doc again, this is a guy 21. You'll take your bets on. Mm-hmm. Again, like I don't think they improved or did it. Like I, I don't think they got worse or better defensively or in net. I think they're the same as what they were. Yeah, uh, last year, I, yeah. they didn't yeah. make any. They didn't make any, like do anything crazy, <laughs> right? So hard to hard to argue that. So <clears throat> I'll go step forward mainly because of what they did up front and the moves they can still make. Uh, go ahead, Mike. What is your status quo? I think their status quo is, you know, I feel like they paid high on Matheson. It was a steep price 
for Jeff, Jeff Petrie, obviously, even though he was, he was out, it was going to happen, but you know, it's nice to have Didanov and doc, which I feel kind of cancels that out. Um, Slavkovsky, however, that turns out this year. Sure. I guess it is the first overall pick, but I mean, I just, I don't really see enough that it's, it's much more than like the same status that the Montreal Canadiens have been in the last year. So I don't think they moved the needle enough, but if you guys really do, I understand. You know what? I'll, I'll, because I've been against you all day and listen, if it's status quo, it's, it's a better chance of Connor Bedard. I'll take your status quo, Mike. I don't mind. Even though I hate the fact I put them next to the stars, we're going to move the stars over and put Buffalo next to Montreal. Ooh, uh, yes, much respectable Buffalo. Oh, but then they're above Minnesota. We'll just move the Avs over here and put them next to a good team. There we go. Oh Position properly. Uh, okay. Uh, there you go, Montreal. Love you. Um, shout out to Philip Mazar, who looked amazing at the rookie tournament from highlights because I'm not going to watch a rookie tournament game. Uh, the Nashville Predators. Now, they, they lost um, Mr. Not-So-Many-Big-Saves, Dave. Um, <laughs> um, sorry about that. They do bring in Kevin Lincoln into the new backup. Uh, Zach Stanford, whatever. But Nino Niederreiter and Ryan McDonough. Um, I think they had a very nice offseason. I'm not going to say fabulous. I'm not going to say that. But I think they took a step. I think they took a step. I don't think they're going to get swept by the Avs next year. I think they could win a few games. <laughs> I I, I was, I'll give them a step. I was just, I wanted to laugh at last episode about how you were talking about Nashville. And then, you know, and, you know, and they'll be able to ride off their momentum. And Alex goes, their momentum of getting swept. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that. Uh, yeah, it's just um, so <laughs> no, I, you know, Sorry. go ahead. I know. I was going to say, and when they win three <laughs> games against Colorado next year, John Hines will be the the coach of the year because that's all it that's takes. That's all it takes when John Cooper's in the league, apparently. Yeah. Look, that's the thing. John Hines still has a job, which to me is just unacceptable because I cannot stand him as a coach. And I just, I, I just, I don't like, I just feel like Nashville is not even like, you know what? They're, they're going to be good in their division. I just, I feel like people are really overrating and saturating that. But at the same time, you can't deny the fact that, you know, they added Niederreiter to an affordable contract. Um, they added Ryan McDonough to an organization that honestly, I think, utilizes defensemen better than anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to mention that they locked up Forsberg long term. That's that's all huge. I, I think, you know, the losses of what? Like Nick Cousins and Matt Benning, like that, they'll, they'll live. I think they'll live. And Kevin Langan, he showed he was pretty good in Chicago before. I think he can rekindle that. And I mean, like, look at how low the bar was from makes no, make no saves, Dave. Like, Listen, I think, just, I think they definitely improved. Give Soros time to rest on the back to back. That's all you need to do. Exactly. Literally. Um, <laughs> Alex, where you got them? Uh, step forward. Okay, cool. Easy. Uh, the New Ugh. Jersey Devils spend a lot of money in the offseason for it feels like the third straight year. Another offseason, uh, pretty busy. Andrew Burnett is basically waiting for Lindy Ruff to get fired. Um, Joe Marino is in. <laughs> Eric Howla is uh, in for Pavel Zaka. Mackenzie Blackwood will be pushed <clears throat> by Vitek Vanacek. And Andre Pollock gets the big deal. See, I-, I don't know with the goddamn Devils anymore. Their goaltending's not better. 
I don't know if they're going to score a few more goals. Yeah, sure. I, I just, I am so sick of the devils. I just take a goddamn step, please. You have done nothing for three years now. I thought Lamorello was gone. Do something. <laughs> Go ahead. They're still paying the recapture oh, penalty for Ilya Kovalchuk. What are you going to do? Oh, God. Well, when we get to San Jose, they're getting off scot-free with something, too. The California teams are getting off with some bull jive. <coughs> but, yeah, where, where do you guys have them? I don't, I don't care about the Devils. Look, let me begin by starting with I was going to give them a step forward. Because of the fact that... <clears throat> You know, it's a pretty big bet to bet on Blackwood and Vanacek to be just looking at the roster to, to be to, to sell, solidify that goaltending. But, you know, plot been the core part of a championship team for a long time. John Marino is an upgrade over Ty Smith on defense, and especially because they poached him, John Marino from the Penguins. I mean, sure, they got Petrie, but whatever. Um, and they signed Jesper Bratt to a pretty to a pretty team friendly deal. And I also I'm a fan of Jonas Siegenthaler. I think getting him yeah. on a long term contract for some depth defense is pretty good. That all merits step forward. But then they either they all go back to status quo for the fact that they easily definitely believe I definitely believe that they were totally up there and they did not get Johnny Gaudreau. Johnny Gaudreau wanted to go home if he didn't want to go to Columbus of all teams. That in itself. That miss, especially when they can't get any stars and just, I mean, no one wants to play in dirty New Jersey. Like that in itself brings them back to status quo for me. Well, Uh, they went went from trying to get Johnny Goudreau to like, let's call it how it is. Andre Palat's not a New Jersey devil if Johnny Goudreau's a New Jersey devil. I think it's as simple as that. No. I think they, they got their plan B. And I think but it would have been a much better team if they got Johnny. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I, I 100% agree. Like, <sighs> I, I, I'm going to go with status quo as well. And I'm going to go, I'm going to exactly. say, because I think the thing for me was their goaltending where, okay, they brought in Vitek Vanacek, who's an upgrade, but you're still, you have such a big question mark on Mackenzie Blackwood in yep. terms of his health. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about the vaccine. I'm talking about his literal health, yep. his injuries that guys, guys in class pain, right? Like it's, it's, you need someone <clears throat> who can play more than the 40 games he's allotted to. I, I don't know if Vanacek's that guy. Yeah, no, no. he's not. He's not. Uh, okay, good. I moved it more around. Like I moved the Kings over so they were so Deneau's closer to Montreal. Uh, Calgary Bergeron. over because, uh, yeah, sure. I got the idea. <laughs> and then Calgary, so Toffoli's a little closer to home too. We miss you. Uh, the Islanders. Uh, Leon Lambert's the coach now. They extend, sorry, they acquired and extend Alexander Romanov. See, here's what's weird. I was thinking about this the other day. I don't think Romano was going to get a real chance to take a bigger role in that defense. And I don't know if I like that for his development. Um, He's not. Noah Dobson <laughs> gets the extension and nothing else, really. Just some some dudes they just kind of signed. Um, I mean, they didn't get worse, but man, they just. They did. If there was a negative status quo, it's the Islanders. Yeah. They're teetering on <coughs> on step back because they did nothing and all their guys got a year older. Exactly. But also the fact that you no longer like, okay, I don't know anything really about Lane Lambert. 
but it's Barry Trotz that <laughs> you just lost. And I understand that, you know, you can pin however much you want on him, but at the end of the day, he brought a team that can't score to the conference finals two years in a row. Like, I got respect for that guy. And I understand it's hard because he wants a role in management and stuff like that. But again, they didn't do anything. How many reports said it's basically set in stone that, that Nazem Kadri is a New York Islander? Or it's basically set in stone that Johnny Gaudreau will be a New York Islander? Like, it, all that, just to, you know, sure, Romano is going to be good. But just like you said, I think he'll get a, sh- a shot to be the big dog in that system, barring injuries. Dobson, Pelic, Pulak, like, <clears throat> I just, I don't see it. Yeah. Um, I'll, give him, I'll give him negative status quo. You're right. <laughs> it's, yeah, if, if, if they could go anywhere else, it's, well, not, not, not next to Montreal, next to New Jersey. <laughs> Jersey. Here they are, the New Both York. smell bad. Uh, Vincent Trocek replaces Dylan Strom. Georgiev is replaced by Yaro Halak. A lot of departures are really guys they got from the trade deadline, Braun, Vitrano, Cop. Um, the return of Jimmy VC on the PTO. And Vitaly Kraftsov, of course. Uh, it is a new season. You know what that means? Another Rangers prospect wants out. Spin the wheel this time. It is Nils Lundqvist. Come on down. Mike, where do you put your New York Rangers? Wow. Wait a second. That was so harsh. Am I wow. wrong? Where's the lie? No. I'll give him I'll give him a status quo because I I think honestly they're the same team that they're going into last year, like going into the season last year. And again, it's the same thing that I mentioned with a bunch of these teams. They replaced to bank on potential. They're banking on potential that, you know, you're finally gonna get that big step from Lafreniere. Um, you're expecting something from Kako. And Keandre Miller is looking great, greater and greater and greater. And, you know, I am worried about Trocek because Trocek, he's not Ryan Strom, even though Ryan Strom sucked at Edmonton, but he revived his career in New York. And, you know, one thing I am happy about is that they finally shored up. Like I said, it was extremely painful to watch Alexander Georgiev play hockey in, in the first half of that season. And I trust Yarrow a lot more. Um, and another thing is that I think, you know, sure, there's no, you know, Vitrano's gone, but those guys made a big step. Philip Heedle, he's going to be that third line center. That kid line is gone because Lafreniere is probably going to be on the top line. I won't lie, but I have belief in Krasov. I really think he's going to make it work this year. And at worst, he's a pretty decent trade ship. I knew this was going to happen with Nose Lundquist because, look, the D's just short up. Like, it's, it, it was just going to happen i'm like it's more unfortunate to me that it came to the point that he had to request a trade and management didn't already trade him beforehand because of the optics of it because management knows they're like okay brain schneider's good like really good and zach jones will probably take that left side so it's like just move him now before he wants to trade out even though he knows he's never going to get a shot so I honestly I compare them a lot to a Sandine kind of situation. I think they're pretty similar comparables, mind you. But I think this team is a status quo to me. I don't think they got any better. I don't think they necessarily got worse. Mm-hmm. No, I'd agree oh, with that. I'd agree with that. I do prefer Ryan uh and Trocek over Ryan Strom, though. That's just me. respectable. 
But that's I'm just me. So, but again, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying not to get my expectations up because I don't want to get hurt. <laughs> I, I can't wait, by the way, for Nils Lundqvist to get traded for uh, Yon Nishak. By the <clears throat> Yeah, but have you ever heard of his brother Lick? Uh, I don't know Lick Meshack. Oh, <laughs> legendary tweet. Oh, just legendary stuff. Yeah, I'm fine with that for the Rangers. I mean, they have the core. Captain Truba. Um, and guess what? They have Shesterkin, who is like, it's Shesterkin. So I, I can't disagree with that, Mike. Um, I Thank can't you. disagree with that. I think they're going to be in there. I, yeah, I don't think they're going to win the Metro, but they're going to be there. Um, that's all you need. They're going to be fighting for it. Yeah. Next to Montreal. I don't want the Ducks on the other side. There's no one else in status quo I really like, so we'll keep the Rangers next to Montreal on the list. Okay. I, I mean, I mean the Sens are fabulous. Yeah, right? Okay, yeah, so do we even have to explain why? Yeah, Ma- Matt they, they would have been my immediate champion. <clears throat> so they were what? On. Wait, say that they again. They were a, like I was literally right ready immediately to put them champion if they had gone out and gotten Jacob Chichun. But yeah. other than that, they are like they're in fabulous, no doubt in my mind. So the Sens have moved out Matt Murray. They have moved out uh, Connor Brown. Chris Tierney is gone. Uh, however, uh, they bring in Cam Talbot. They bring in Claude Giroux, Alex DeBrincat, Josh Norris, and Tim Stutzler get extensions. Um, I mean, I had them as DJ Smith to be my coach of the year, and I had Pierre Dorian up there as my GM of the year last episode. Uh, Alex, where are you uh, going to put this? Uh, fabulous. Okay, good. Good. Very good. Uh, status quo, actually. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know, they're even, they're even getting an arena, hopefully. I mean, so as It's going right to be now, great. It's going to be great to watch Senators playoff hockey next year. So excited. It, it, uh, yeah. That first round with the Leafs, you know what's going right. to happen. Uh, I cannot wait. So right now, for anyone wondering, our four contenders for champion of the offseason, the Sens, the Flames, Detroit, and Columbus. Uh, one of them should not be there because they signed Ben Chirac. The <laughs> Philadelphia Flyers. Get over yourself. Okay. Oh, God. Okay, so first Where off, we uh, start? bad news. Sean <clears throat> Turier may not play this year. Uh, was it a herniated disc? And I think yeah. Chuck Fletcher said something as we were recording. I haven't seen it yet. Um, so it's that's herniated bad. disc. So, but yeah. list, 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 yeah, list, 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 all the way list. Just, they, just list. They, they miss out on on uh, they miss out on Johnny Goudreau. They trade Oscar Limblom, which was just gross. For, no, they bring I, in they bring sorry. in Tony D. They bring in Nick Delorier, and then they bring in John Tortorella, like which is funny. But and then he comes. He's like, we got a problem in the room here. I <laughs> so. I think we have to provide some added context to the Johnny Goudreau stuff because it's not that they missed out on Johnny Goudreau. It's they didn't have the money to sign Johnny Goudreau. He was ready. He wanted to be there. And instead of getting rid of, instead of getting rid of uh, a guy that can't skate like James Van Reems, like Chuck, good old Chucky boy was just like, I don't, I don't want to do anything. Like, if I'm being completely honest, I'd actually don't mind the John Tartarella. Like, now, if you now looking at it, because someone's got to <coughs> give him a kick in the ass. Like, listen, I'm not a, the biggest fan of John Tortorella. Like, I don't necessarily agree with half the things he says on ESPN. Yep. But someone's got to give that give that team a kick in the ass. And like, is there an, any other coach available who could do that? Because Rod Brindamore is currently in, Cal, in Carolina. <laughs> 
Like I, I love Torts. I love him. I think he's hilarious. But I mean, it's bad when the question is asked all over social media. Oh, I wonder how Tony D'Angelo and John Tortorella are going to get along. You know, if that is the biggest thing that people are looking at when they talk about this team, you know that you're in trouble. Yeah. Like, it's just like, oh my goodness. But like, look, terrible forward depth, questionable. Yeah. And like, I mean, a team that actively employs Rasmus Ristolainen, questionable and often injured. Look at Ryan Ellis defense and completely inconsistent goaltending. Yeah, no. they, they, they're, they're so on the list. So I also have them on the list. Alex, where do you put them? <laughs> the list, the list. So I want to say I like Tortorella, the person, the animal rescue stuff as a coach. Don't know anymore. Um, you know, uh, they listen, the goaltending thing. I just want to say this. Fedotov was out of their control, but was Fedotov your answer to help Carter Hart? I feel like you should have done more with that. Um, now we go to their uh, rivals, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, besides bringing in Jan Ruta, they get some legacy extensions done with Latang and Malkin. Uh, they do swap John Marino for Ty Smith, uh, and then they swap also Mike Matheson for Jeff Petrie, and they extend Mike Sullivan. I think they're the same. I, yeah. it, it just, I, and they extend Brian Rust, too. Like, I, it's just the pens are the pens. And Raquel. They Rick Raquel, yeah. Raquel, yeah. But they're respectfully the same. Yeah. Yeah. Again. yeah they're, they're, okay. They're Respectfully keeping the window open. That's about it. There we go. The halves between the Rangers and the Penguins. You love to see it. Uh, Okay. God, the Sharks. Oh, goodness. Great. Okay. (laughs) So the Sharks settle with Evander Kane. What is it? Like two and a half million dollars. They don't get any penalty for it. Listen, I don't like Evander Kane. I've made that very clear on this podcast. The fact that they're just getting away with it is kind of lame. Anyway, they have a new (laughs) uniform. It's so NHL. I know it is. So they have a new uniform. Which is nice. I'll give them that. Um, Their pants suck. So the the pants should be black. I'll give you that. So Mm -hmm. David Quinn is the coach. Mike Greer has done what? They get rid of Brent Burns for whatever. They bring in lots of depth guys. Sturm, Lindblom, Nudavara, Benning. Where is the vision with the San Jose Sharks? Where are we? I'll they tell you right now, if, if they got Dave Quinn, I'd usually put them on the list immediately, but I will continue later. It's just like, <clears throat> they're with their, they're, they're with the Islanders. They're a negative status quo. Really? I wouldn't, I would put them, I, I'd say they're a step back. I'd say a step back. Okay. I well, mean, sure. like, look at this. I mean, I mean, it's hard because of the fact that they have the probable Norris winner, don't get me wrong, but <laughs> <laughs> but look, they don't have a they don't have a player on the team. They have like two or three players on that team that scored over forty points, Ugh. and they're old. And their defense is led now by one Eric Carlson and Mark Edward Vlasic. And oh, you know, Capo Kakinen should be a bit of a bright spot in net. But yeah, I think. The- they took a step back. <laughs> like to Adam to go back to your point about vision. I, th- I just think the next few years are going to be so painful that it's just going to be step back after step back after step back because you just need to get through some of these painful years with Carlson with Vlasic, and it's just it's gonna it's not going to be fun. Like you know how San Jose is the the team where we always say. 
they need to be competitive because that's just what the market wants. Like if they're not competitive, you have no idea what, how the market's going to react. Mm-hmm. I think they're now realizing that they can't not be, they have to not be competitive for at yep. least a few years. <laughs> yep. And right. so that I think it's a not, I think it's a respectable step back, um, but it's still, it's going to be an ugly one. Um. Mm-hmm. The Seattle Kraken, I will mention Shane Wright falls into their lap. Uh, Andre Barakovsky comes in. Uh, they rob Columbus of Oliver Bjorkstrand. Justin Schultz comes in. Martin Jones, because uh, who was the goalie that played in the Dr- world and got hurt? Is hurt. Grubauer. Not Grubauer, no. Drieger? Grubauer. Drieger. Now, wasn't Drieger got hurt in the gold medal game? Remember? I think it's Drieger's hurt. He played at the world championship. It's Drieger. It's Drieger. Okay, anyway, um, Jones is there to fill the gap, and Michael Mm -hmm. Kepney comes in. Uh, I'm not ready to say they'd have a fabulous offseason, but I think they're very the kings of the step forwards, for me at least. I I like their offseason a lot. Okay. I I don't know if I'd put them as the kings of of step forward, but i put them in step forward. I'll give them a step forward. Okay, good. Very good. Uh, It's that easy. And also, they own their lap. They're Okay. The, uh, so you way. cut out. You cut out for us there. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I was gonna say step forward. I mean, signing and say again, they're betting on potential. I mean, Shane Wright fell in their lap, and now because of that, they have development to bet on, and they're one two punch. So yep. good for them. Yeah, yeah. Think they're fabulous, but good for them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the Blues. Uh, they do leave lose David Perron. They do lose Billy Hoops. So they bring in some depth guys. <laughs> And they do extend Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo. Um, I don't know what the Blues, because I don't trust Bennington. I don't trust him. Uh, where do you guys see St. Louis? Mike? I think they took a step back. Yeah. They took a step back? Yes. Perron okay. was a uh, big yeah. loss. Yes. Yeah, I think. Okay. Fair. That's like, a good point. Okay. Step back. I agree. I agree. Their younger guys are going to get Look, back. They lost. But it's like, who's making the saves? Look, okay. It's good that they made it, that they signed Cairo and. Oh, God. Mike, mm-hmm. Mike, you're cutting out. There's still. <clears throat> just. How about now? It's it's somewhat better. Yeah, just say yeah. that whole thing again. Okay, like it's it's nice that they re-signed Robert Thomas and Cairo, but they kept the inferior goalie, which I truly wholeheartedly believe that. And you know they signed Nick Leggy. Yeah, overpaid Nick Leggy. Yeah, and not to mention that the future is still very like you're still looking into a very cloudy future when you're thinking of what are you doing with Tarasenko? So, and you know, who else is a free agent? Ryan O'Reilly is coming. Oh up. yeah. His year is coming up. So, uh, yeah. Um, I, I do. Sorry. Like I know it has nothing to do with St. Louis, but uh, let's finish St. Louis and then I'll bring it up. Uh, step back. Step back. I okay. do have funny yep. enough. We were talking about this guy earlier. <coughs> we have a trade. Ooh, wait, scale of one to ten. Oh, I, 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 
five? I, I don't know. It okay. depends on how you look Let's at this guy. Uh, we were talking about him earlier. Niels Lundqvist has been traded. Can you guys guess where? I'm not, don't look at your phone. I, I'm not. Oh, Mike, I hope Mike, it's Montreal, don't, but Mike, I don't think don't it is. Don't look at your phone. My phone hasn't got off, so it's not Montreal. Who needs a D? Ottawa? Oh, my God. you got to be kidding me. Don't say it, Mike. Okay, yeah, who? No, no. Guess, guess. One more, one more. Uh, I'll say Ottawa. No. Or Detroit. Da- no, Dallas. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't see. There, I, I don't think the return is out, but it just says he's been traded. Mm-hmm. Oh, whoa! Oh, it's not fair. No. Oh, from Shana. Shana, Shana what's her last? Golden, Golden, right? Yeah, he's very. Mm-hmm. I like her writing a lot. I'm so sorry, I forgot your name. I why I think Baszler, not the MMA fighter. Um. Oh, that's so lame. Oh, I wanted Lunkers really badly. Oh, that's awful. I wanted lick my sack really badly too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. All right. You would. Uh, okay. Um. The Tampa Bay Lightning. Let's look at them. I think they took a step back. Like they, they, they. Yes, they respectfully extend, took a step back. Yeah. Like hey, they, they hey, extend hey. Sorelli, Sergachev, Cernak. They do lose Ryan McDonough. They do lose uh, Andre Palat. Um, they do bring in Phil Myers, the return of the king, uh, Vladislav Nemestikov, and Ian Cole. Never forget Ian Cole. Ian Cole. Ian Cole. And never forget they have Zach Bogosian. So automatically. Yes, they're they're but, I mean, they, they took <laughs> Did you say they're doomed? I think the biggest thing, too, is that you already know kind of when you're going to put a team in the step back category immediately when they make that trade for like pennies on the yeah. like you will see with with a team that seems to do that a lot coming up but when you see that they get literally nothing for ryan mcdonough sure it means that they had to sign some people but at the end of the day they lost somebody for nothing and yeah and there we are um, yeah, step okay. back. So step back. Okay, with respect, Tim. I moved them over because I didn't want them under Montreal. Uh, sure. Disgusting. Okay. Okay, I've been looking forward to this. Okay. Me too. This is uh, I'm going to be a spectator to a five-round rumble here. Okay, <laughs> the Toronto Maple Leafs. So the bottom six in goaltending tandem has really been revamped. Uh, guys like in uh, Nikolai Albi Kubel and Kali Yankrok are in. Uh, Kasha Mikheyev are gone. Uh, Campbell and Mrazek are toast. In comes Matt Murray and Ilya Samsonov. Well, gentlemen, um, I am just going to... Uh, Where do you have them? Just quickly edit my notes. Um, I'm just going to quickly just roll my back. Uh, I'll let you know where, where I have them, but first I'd like to hear you two. So the floor is yours, and I'm just going to sit back on my chair and let this happen. Okay, who's going first? I want to put them in the list. Okay. <laughs> For what reason? Because of the fact that no team has more, uh, no team has more riding on them to win. <clears throat> And then their immediate desperate response is to pick up two of the worst gambles. I, I, look, it's a good gamble on 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 Samsonov. Samsonov. Agreed. There's agree there is there is potential there, and I said it too. I said it when they signed Murray that it's it's right that they should take a. It'd be good for them if they took a <clears throat> a gander at Samsonov. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like they're rolling them out as a tandem. They're rolling out right. one of like literally yeah. the bottom tandem of the league this year, but they're not. Because they're paying 
Matt Murray starter money. Any team that actively employs Matt Murray with starter money to me is already at the bottom. And, you know, it's nice to get Cali Yarncroft to shore up the depth. Uh, You know, you couldn't have seen it's nice that you didn't overpay for a guy like Ilya Mikheyev. And not to mention that the Mark Giordano, Mark Giordano is definitely up there, at least for over, over underpaid player in the Mm -hmm. league. But it's just, it all comes down to the fact that that goaltending situation is just haunting. And I think. Sure. Yeah. Sorry. Keep going. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I, I'm just. Okay. When I'm looking, if I'm looking at this list, I, sorry, the, the off season tier list, I, I just, <laughs> they definitely took a step back. They're not status quo to me. They're to me, they're a step back and I'll explain why I don't think based off of what I saw last season, their goaltending got a whole lot worse considering what they played and what was in front of them or what was behind them. You had a injured Jack Campbell for multiple months. You had Peter Morazic playing. God help me. I hate, I <laughs> never want to see that again. Um, they had garbage goaltending for the majority of the season and oh. they still finish like okay they yes they came in second in their division but they had how many points like they set a record right like they're and again i don't think they're gonna do that again next year unless uh, i mean unless matthews can score 60 goals like again i wouldn't put it past him but again that's a huge if i don't think their defense got any better um but i I also don't like i just i think that one of it's just one of the most uh, it's one of the most 360 moves to pay. And again, we talked about it. It's, it's it wasn't that much, but at the end of the day, it is a sweetener. What? I'm I'm getting to that. Well, it's a 360 move in the fact that they, that they had to include a first rounder to be a sweetener, to get rid of Peter Morazic. Well, they drop back. Use that, wait, 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 wait. Um, they drop back seven spots. You put to Matt Murray. Yeah, I'm you, saying, wait, but the fact is that they're going from do you Peter Morazic to Matt Murray. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean? They didn't use, what did they use to get Matt Murray? I think what Mike means is they, they cleared, cleared the out. Space. They cleared out oh, Peter Morazic. Correct. But I, again, if you look at this, like, what? Okay, fair. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I agree with, they. that was dumb. I Like, 100%. Again, I said but I'm not play- putting them immediately in the list. I think I'm trying to convince myself to. They're I definitely going to step back. But I think it's just, it's again, it's just, it all comes down to me that they're borderline there because of the fact that they pay, actively pay Matt Murray's starter money. For sure. I, I agree that it's asinine that they do that. But what I'm saying is, if you look at the entire context of the situation, their goaltending has not gotten significantly worse where I'm saying, because to me, their offense, their, their offense, I think we just, I don't know what their lineup looks like yet because but I the think pressure's to win. you need, yes, but that's not, win. Uh, I know I, I fully understand that, but I don't put, think that puts them on the list is what I'm saying. I, I don't think their goal, uh, 
Fair, but what got but what, when you're a team that goes what, in six but wait, years wait, 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 wait. I'm not disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm looking automatically inflates it. No, no, but what I'm saying is you look at the teams currently on the list, and you're telling me that has anything to do with anything to do with winning has anything to do with why they're on the list. Or like Philadelphia's on the list because they made moves that they made moves in multiple areas that absolutely made no sense. They don't know how to manage a single thing. Chicago's on there because they traded the wrong guys and they didn't keep the wrong guys. What happened here was they got rid of Peter Mrazek because they needed to. They like they had to. He wasn't an he was never an, ever a viable option in this city. Jack Campbell was never coming back for five million dollars because respectfully, he's not a five million dollar goalie in my eyes. He's not going to play 60 games. Frederick Anderson was making five million dollars here and playing 60 games multiple years. Their their goaltending did not get significantly worse. Their goaltending got worse. Yes, you you're massive gambles yes there's a lot riding on them winning but i don't think that justifies putting them in the list because i don't think Fair that's cha- i i don't think that's changed over the course of six years i i don't think their goaltending okay it's their goaltending in the last fine half of that the last <laughs> three years have been questionable their last goaltending, the goaltending in the last three years have been questionable. Frederick mm-hmm. Anderson, who's never been healthy. Jack Campbell, who's never been healthy. Petr Razik, who's never been healthy. Like, it's just, it hasn't changed. So the you mean you couldn't have gone there. out there and gotten, like, not you, obviously. You mean that they couldn't have gone out there and, and you know, start off the tandem with Samsonov. Because Samsonov okay. is, is a yes. competent goalie. But you I don't have an issue with Samsonov. You couldn't tell me that you can throw a second and a third round pick to get Georgiev, or if you I really but were going to, but that, spend that's not. I'm sorry, but that's not significantly better. That's not like putting out Matt Georgiev. Murray at how much yes, money he's making. I, I four, think so. Okay, no, not how much? Wait, money, wait. How much money does Al, how much trouble? Alex? How much money does Alex Georgiev make? Three point four million dollars. Mm-hmm. I will double so that. you're making he's making a million dollars less, but that doesn't clean up the situation. That that's still questionable goaltending. If he, they sign Alex Sorg better again, but it's not better than what they had in years previous. Like we're still it's the, the thing is if the goaltending is the biggest issue that is and I agree, goaltending is a massive issue for this team. The only answer to this question to me and how we're talking about it is a guy who can play 60 games. And there's like five of them that exist in this league and none of them are being traded ever, oh. ever. Andre Vasilevsky will never be traded. Igor Shosturkin will never be traded. Uh, um, UC Saros will never be traded. Oh, man. Like who there's two others. And I just, I'm blank. Like Corpus Allo's never traded. The answer, the, the answer that we're looking for doesn't, exist in this re- and is not I a trade think, option I just think, in this I just reality. think it screams desperation. That's the only reason. A hundred percent desperation because no one back. wants to come to Canada. May, like, may let's I be real. We knew back. that no one want. We all come on. We can all three admit that so, not many people want to come to Canada. That's racist. It's a fact. There's point. articles on it. Hold on. Hold on. This is how I look at it, right? Is <clears throat> the Leafs look at players like Kasha. They can look at guys like Enzo Sols. Mr. Uh, Mr. Tyler Ennis, and they know with their facilities, they can help players get over certain injuries in the past. And Matt Murray's health has always been a problem, right? That's the bet they're going on. Right? Sure. Well, the Do team I, that doesn't, yeah, it's just, you know, it's a team that has resources unlike any other. I, I do have them step back. I, I don't have them the list, 
Um, I I will say that. Um, because I'll give him I, step back. The, I do like some of the moves they they did do. Uh, like like again, I do like Abe Kubel and, and I like stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I, I don't have them the list because I don't see them in a the complete tailspin like the Flyers. I don't hate every move they make like the Blackhawks, except their coach, like the coach. And I'm not disgusted by them as I am with the Oilers. Um, I, again, I, I think it, no one likes the Matt Murray signing. Everyone's rooting for him. And God this knows the guy's been through a lot, but it's just, yeah, it's not a great situation, but no. it's, it is sort of, yeah, what's out there. But, you know, I, I think we move on from here, but I, I feel like it's right to put them in step back. I don't think it's so much a disaster. Okay. Put them there. I'm gonna put them next to. Uh, I'm gonna put them with with the Panthers in the Wild uh, because I'm going to see perennial uh, first round and uh, playoff failures. We'll put them there, and the first drink will be on me when Keith is fired by the winter. And uh, yeah, if, fired by, if, Keith, him, if Keith's fired by the winter, so is Brendan Shanahan and Kyle Dubas. So, and it will be great content if it does happen. Yeah. I can't wait. Um, but you know, listen. We did say, I think we said they took a step back last year and then they had a better year. Again, you know, uh, we'll see. They didn't. But, you know, it's it's going to be great episodes <laughs> of the didn't. podcast talking about Matt Murray. I can't wait. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks. JT Miller gets an extension. And they bring in Ilya Mikheyev. And that's why they're the champions of the offseason. They brought in I the fastest player. Had... That's that's why they brought they in the guy that out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, literally. They have the fastest skater in the NHL. Champions. They're status quo for me. I don't think Mikheyev moves the needle, and I just I don't get the signing anyway. I just don't get it. Because here's what's going to happen. Um, Garland's going to get moved. We yep. talked about that to death. Um, and then, you know, Mikheyev's shooting percentage is going to shoot back down because it's not a career year anymore. Remember at the beginning of the year when he wasn't scoring and we're like, ah, here it goes. And then he just popped and it's like, okay, well, who's over bang him? And, <laughs> and it happened. Um, I just, I, I don't, I, I, my Canucks hatred is back. Um, I just have them status quo. I don't think they're going to be better. Who's I'll give there? them status quo. I mean, yeah. you know, that was a big distraction dealing with what's going to happen. Um, I think a big victory that they got is re-signing Bruce Pedro, especially if you hear about, the disconnect between management. Um, does that mean he can get fired in, in a week? Maybe, but keeping him for the for the a guy that the team thanks to a nice cat friendly team and team friendly deal is Brock Besser. Uh, yeah, I think I'll keep him at status quo because I mean they didn't add any real tools to step them ahead. They're, again, they're banking on the fact that they have a really good goaltender in Thatcher Demko, and yep. their their um, depth is still very weak. So I mean, hey, Demko <laughs> brought them a few rounds deep before, and now they have a better team. So you know, yep. magic happens. Um, Alex, do you like him at status quo? Um, sorry, I, I like him at status quo. I have the trade. Oh, oh, okay, unless it's fake. One second. Let's go to the next team as I try to figure this out. Okay, very good, very good. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Bruce Cassidy is their new head coach. Phil Kessel is in, so is Shea Weber's contract. Going out, Dylan Coughlin, Max Pacioretty, Evgeny Dodonov for absolutely no on-ice benefit. Um, A first? Are you out of your mind? Oh, 
God, so dumb. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, the <laughs> New York Rangers are trading Nils Lundqvist to the Dallas Stars in exchange for a 2023 first-round pick. Mike, you are shaking your head. Please could, tell us your it's a, It says could be another component coming to New York. Really? That's what Larry I, Brooks said. Four disgruntled prospects be. <laughs> in a stacked... For a team that it's a twenty, that, it's a twenty twenty. It's sorry, it's a t- uh, top ten protected. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I was gonna say but, like, like, listen, this is a guy who a disgruntled prospect. The Stars could be a bubble team. I mean, they limped in last year. Remember that game they blew against the Coyotes that clinched Montreal last. Like they blew it against the Coyotes. Um, but top ten protected. I mean. Could be worse, but you have a first round pick and a pretty stacked draft for a player mm-hmm. that just wasn't going to make your team. I mean, compared to what they got for a disgruntled guy like Lias Anderson a couple of years ago, could be worse. And Dallas, I mean, good for them. Good for them. They needed a young what right a D of the first? future. Uh, yeah, Cervelli confirmed it. That's pretty good. I'll take it. Actually, no, you know what? You know what? You know why? Because good. now, you know what? I'm just thinking. I was for some reason I was just thinking I'm like wait they gave up a first round pick because I'm so tired but I'm like wait they got a first round pick yeah 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 they get some now they have some ammunition for the trade deadline yeah they got two first round picks for for Patrick Kane I will take it they have two first round picks and they have Capo Caco ready on standby for Patrick Kane at any moment I'm okay with it I like it goodbye Nils I liked you a lot but see ya okay Um, Vegas though. Uh, sure. Yeah. Did you guys uh, say the list? Uh, I I'm giving the list. Do we want to do the list? I mean, they just keep throwing away talented players for nothing. Like, okay, Bruce Cassidy. Sure, he's an upgrade over Pete DeBoer because Pete DeBoer is not good. But again, they're throwing players away, and then they did not even come close to addressing their goaltending situation. Like, you knew he's been out for a while. And you didn't go at like Logan Thompson is the starter of the Vegas Golden Knights this year, or, or, it could be Michael Hutchinson. No, just no, saying. it's, it's Aiden <laughs> I'm Hill just saying, guys. Aiden Hill and Laura Brassois. Okay, when Michael Hutchinson wins the, the jobs in preseason. Oh, he's definitely yep. going to play games. That's just how it works with him. <laughs> like, and he's going to play the, against Toronto and get a post a shadow guaranteed. Like, look, I love Phil Kessel. It's great. It, it's it's good. It's cool. a meme great. You, you you get yeah exactly. He's gonna he's he's getting ready for his retirement World Cup of Poker, but exactly. like Pacioretty and Dodonov for nothing, nothing. Well, Dodonov they got a ten million dollar okay. LTIR. So yeah, okay, but still like <laughs> sorry Adam Pacioretty and Coglin for nothing. Yeah, like Not their woes just keep continue. Why do you keep? Like, why can't you just like wh- what happened to slow and steady wins the race? Why does every move have to be the pulling the trigger for nothing? Also, like, why does every move have to be pulling the trigger, pulling the trigger, pulling the trigger? We need to do this. You can't just be like, well, let's make a depth signing, let's do it, or let's let this guy develop, or let, let's get this guy and you know, we'll let him develop for three years and then we'll start contending. No, 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 no. If you're not good within your first year, you're you're traded. Like, the- they I play hate Vegas. I used they, to really like them, but I can't yeah. stand them. Now. Vegas, Vegas runs a team like they're playing NHL 22. 
Like Mike, when I'm playing NHL. <laughs> yeah, too. yeah, yeah. When when you're playing GM mode, like it's just <laughs> craziness. Um. So the list. Yes. Okay. Fair. I don't think we've ever had four guys down there. I could forget. Maybe it was three last time, but. Oh, uh, the Caps. Um, go out and get. Uh, sorry. Uh, out. We had we had two four. We had six people on the list last year. Sit, really? Who were they? We we had Montreal, Chicago, San Jose, Vancouver, because of the OAL trade, um, Calgary, yeah. and Buffalo. We had Calgary on the list. Yes. Why? They so hard at the end of the year, maybe. I think I may have been a driving force behind that. San Jose too. Wow, we were. Wow, that we were. We were harsh. Like, the Sharks got better in our minds because they're kind yeah, of yeah, literally. Holy mm-hmm. crap. Oh, that's interesting. Um, okay. Um, the Caps, though. Uh, there go both their goaltenders and Justin Schultz. Darcy Kemper comes in. Dylan Strom as well. And Eric Gustafson as a guy. And Connor Brown, which I just love that signing so much. Every time I see it, I'm like, sweet. I think it's a step forward for the Caps. Not fabulous, but I like what they did, especially knowing that we may never see Nick Backstrom again. The solutions that were out there at an affordable price, I like the bet on Dylan Strom. To me, that's why they're at status quo. Really? Even with Darcy Kemper? Yeah, that the yeah. goaltending is what really does it because that's what was holding the back in the playoffs. And don't forget Charlie Lindgren. Yes, and Charlie <coughs> Lindgren. And Charlie Lindgren. I'm happy he got the job. I, I just think losing Nicholas Backstrom, and I get it, he's old, he's older now, so maybe he doesn't <coughs> have the same impact, but I think that's a large, large player to lose on, on, on your team. And I think, yes, okay, I, we can call it the money ball approach while you're trying to t- use multiple players to make up for his presence. But it doesn't work in hockey. Uh, yeah, that too. Yeah, I just, works. I don't know. If, I don't know if, I, I don't know if I'd put them as a step forward. Maybe I'm too harsh on them. I mean, that could have something to do with where I think they're going to finish uh, at the end of the year. But like, I just think they're status quo. Mike, you have the deciding vote. No, I'll give them a step forward. I think, you know, the biggest thing is not just that they got Dylan Strome, but how they were able to take advantage to get him for cheap and how, you know, they addressed getting him, getting Connor Brown, uh, Kemper at the end of the day, he may be shaky, but he's a Stanley Cup winner. And look, at the end of the day, Vitek Vanacek and Ilya Samsonov were just, just completely just awful last year as a tandem. And Kemper and I guess Lindgren, that's better. Um, you know, it sucks. It really does suck that Backstrom, you know, his offseason hip surgery is going to be a massive concern. But I think they did as well as they could. So just for that, I'll give them a step forward. I think that's the only legitimate time Mike and I have agreed on the same sort of split thing with Alex. So it's, it's, it's interesting to see. And to finish off, <clears throat> the Winnipeg Jets. Um, Rick Bonus is the new coach. Blake Wheeler has been stripped of the seat, um, which it, the Sharks will tell you, yeah, so what? That's normal. Um, number one, they chanted, there's a video going around of when they chanted to the Sharks, who's your captain after Thornton got stripped of the seat? Which I've been in the people are like, ah, so how does it feel? Um, a lot, I, by the way, a lot of respect for Blake Wheeler for doing media after that. I rip Blake Wheeler a lot. Um, I had a lot of respect for him doing that. I thought that was um, that must be very difficult for him. A lot of respect. You like Mark Shifley? 
Uh, no, Shifley sucks. Um, Blake Wheeler, a lot's going out there. Out goes Eric Comrie. Terrible asset management. And Zach Sanford, who I didn't know was there. Um, in comes Dave Riddich and Kevin Stenland. Kevin Stenland. Um, right. Where do you want to start? I, I, I don't. They are such a mess. No one wants to be there. It, I have no idea where to put them. Oh, it, it, it's the lower half of the tier list. Oh. I'll tell you that, but I don't. They're not status quo. They're, no, they're no. just they're such a mess. They're a step back or the list. Can I be a hundred percent honest? Please, I have them on the list. Okay, like for more than one reason. Like so, you, for, let's start yeah, with you. Start. Let's start with you. Completely, like, and it's nothing. Like, it's a, just a rough situation. You missed out on Barry Trotz. You had him. Oh God. For, yeah. You had him for a second and you lost and you lost Barry Trotz. That's like the lowest reason on my list. Then you have the, the dysfunction of that room, which is on like mu- multiple people's fault. Like I'm not, I, I don't even want to say, I'm, I don't even want to put it just on Blake Wheeler. It is on multiple people's that, that it is the way it is. And because of that, you have what's going on with Pierre-Luc Dubois, which I just think it, it, to be, you know, I, I think Calgary got a, a lot of pushback for how things went with Kachuk. And a, there was a lot of comments made about Calgary. Don't see, and maybe because Winnipeg gets picked on a lot, but no one was going there with Winnipeg. Uh, I think they handled it in a such a poor, poor manner trade him like that doesn't have to be to Montreal I get it that's where he wants to go but he does not want to be there despite what he says publicly sorry I just don't believe it Mike I'm willing to list them as well I mean like okay sure they have they have a star studded lineup on paper you know at the end of the day Blake Wheeler Mark Shifley Nikolai Ehlers Pierre-Luc Dubois that is a team that should be winning games but they're not Mm -hmm. Not to mention that dinosaurs went extinct 65 million years ago, and now they're back on the bench with Rick Bonus as the official head coach of the Winnipeg Jets. They're just <clears throat> the only thing they managed to do was <clears throat> manage to get a qualifying offer done for <clears throat> Dubois. But other than that, you could see he's disheveled, and that's all without mentioning the fact that their team is just internally wrecked. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you salvage that? I do not know. But and yeah, of course. How do I not mention that they whiffed out on Barry Trotz and yeah. things? That's tough. So yeah, they're so, list. The list: the Oilers, the Blackhawks, the Flyers, the Golden Knights, and the Jets. Step step back. The Blues, the Sharks, the Abs, Tampa, Florida, Toronto, Minnesota, Arizona. Status quo: the Canucks, the Penguins, Montreal. Rangers, Anaheim, Buffalo, Dallas, New Jersey, the Islanders, Step Forward, the Capitals, the Kraken, the Kings, the Preds, Carolina, Boston, Fabulous. And one of these four will be your third champions of the offseason. The Columbus Blue Jackets, the Detroit Red Wings, the Calgary Flames, and the Ottawa Senators. Okay, Alex and Mike, I'm going to ask you to do something, please. I would like both of you to text me 
Like oh Zoom God. thing. Why, why don't we just say it? We did because, this last year. Uh, Mike, it's our podcast. Follow the rules. <laughs> so go to Zoom. Go to the chat thing and just make sure it's it's being sent just to me. We're gonna. I want some dramatics here. Don't judge me. I'm very excited for. Are you gonna season. be able to read it, or is it gonna is it gonna be on the screen? Or are you gonna? No, read no. It? I already sent it to him. He can't read. It. <clears throat> okay, good. All right. Well, Mike, I am waiting to hear who your champion of the off season is. I am very excited to see because Alex has sent me his. Okay, Mike, if you could just did he leave? No, nope, he's still. Did you guys see what I said? You oh, I can't. I said I saw it. I, I, okay, can you send it for real, please? Instead of texting me saying I'm ugly, thanks, Mike. <laughs> okay, wow. Um, <clears throat> so I'll say this my vote, unanimous was, decision. Um, no, actually, uh, well, well, one of us didn't say this team. I said, uh, <clears throat> I said Ottawa. In my head, um, but both of you said Calgary. So, the Calgary Flames have been crowned our champions of the off season. Twenty twenty three Stanley Cup champions. Yeah. You heard it here first. There they are. There it is, Alex. Uh, throw this on the Twitter uh, and the TikTok, especially the TikTok. I cannot wait to see. Um, maybe start the clip here. Um, these are, of course, uh, complete uh, facts. Uh, nothing is wrong here. Uh, we are taking no questions at this time. Um, uh, and we apologize for nothing. If you are one of these fans and you are personally offended, we do not care. Uh, especially uh, if you are from Western Canada. Um, of course. I'm kidding. Look, I will say that, again, it came very close for me, at least. It was very close for me because I love the sense. You know me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sends, sends army. By day. Yeah. Sends army. <laughs> sends by day, flames by there, night. There they are. Do people but, watching disagree? Do they not? <laughs> Let us know. But it's all just because, again, of that one. If they if they were able to acquire that a big name defenseman, obviously Jacob Chitrin's the name. But if they acquired a, a legitimate top two defenseman, then. That would have been it. Would have been the perfect off season, and I would have crowned them champions immediately. But Good. look again, the whole guy manages to save his franchise despite having no leverage. Thing kind of works really in the favor for uh, Calgary. So, got to do it. All right. Well, um, we have the thumbnail already, don't we? Technically, so that's good. <coughs> um, very easy. You want to take, take a screenshot and send that to me? Yeah, I'll do that right when now. you're done. When you're done. After yeah, that I'm episode, already, I'm already on. I'm already on. All it's still right. gentlemen. You may hear the sound of it, but that's fine. Um, any closing? Oh, I didn't do it properly. You oh God! Uh, any closing remarks, gentlemen? Um, it's going to be an interesting season. Yeah, we're almost there. Sorry, Mike. Okay. What did you say there? You cut out. And I Axios. Ax. Yeah, Bonnie Ross. Hello. Okay, Alex. I'm sending in the group chat. Um, one of our group chats. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Um, I always love doing this episode. It's always really fun. Uh, it's up there with the 201 Podcast Award Show of Prestige and Honor. It's one of my favorite shows of the year. Um, Mike, thank you for coming on. Always fun. Thank you for having me. Invoice yep. in the mail. Uh, I'll send it to you after you. Oh, check. Okay. All right. Well, um, we will see you all um, soon. We'll figure it out. <laughs> okay. Bye.